From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out uh, to some sponsors here. Uh, the American Homebrews Association, they do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the fur link on our homepage and join today. Also, give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoppin' Barrel Brewing, Brian Bryans, and Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to be a patron, head over to patreon.com slash planetstudios and become a patron today brian yes what have you been up to beer related man well b- before we talk about beer related i received some text messages from brian bryanson listener oh. and patron um and i mean like do you remember that's like his name isn't brian bryanson yes yeah okay good <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, definitely. That, well, it was the Bjorn Bjornsson thing. That's like why yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I guess he's going to be relatively speaking in the area on what the nineteenth? Uh, the eighteenth. Some sometime during that that week, I believe. Yeah. So well, yeah. he's he'll be in. Oh gosh, was it Sparta, Wisconsin? I can't remember. Okay. Something like that, and I'm going to be in Mellon, Wisconsin. So I'll, I'm going to be primitive camping in the sticks on this like disc golf property. So I probably won't be around. It's a Sunday, yeah. Um, I don't remember what day he's going to be in town. He's he's in he's in for like the full week. So okay, cool. Well, I've got the I don't know. We'll we'll link up with him. Yeah, he, he never like I said we have our we text back and forth. But hey, Brian, how's it going? And other listeners like. Devin Stinson, if you want to come, you know, we've met him in person, too. If you guys yep. want to meet us in person or whatever, like, sometimes we travel in the area, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. But anyway, beer-related, um, I went to a bar, which is, I believe, the oldest bar in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, called oh. Amber Inn Bar and Grill, and they had three German beers on tap, like, legit from Germany, awesome. German beers, not American-made German style. So very exciting to have a Weinstefan, Hefeweizen, uh, Rodeberger, uh, Pilsner, and then uh, if I would add a third, uh, they had Bit- Bitsburger. Ah. So, Bitburger's always good. Yeah, very exciting to find yep. that type of beer. And they had um, they have incredible burgers. So, yeah, it's Amber oh, fantastic. And Bar and Grill and Eau Claire. What about um, you, man? Um, let's see. Uh, it's been a lot of just kind of local stuff. Um, I went over to the garage for their second anniversary. Um, Ellis has a um, new hazy IPA on right now called Mullet Mentality. Um, that is fantastic. He says he used a lot of the information he got from the show and the Janish book, and it's it's very good. I'm um, trying to think. Why does that name sound familiar? Was that was that the one that they? Sent us for I don't a think so. Double IPFS? No, this is, this is the first time they Why they've released it. Why is that ringing a bell? I don't think they did that anyway. anyway Whatever. But yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out off mic. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, check that out at their, yeah, that was their second anniversary. Um, and then it's just been, there's just been a ton of like live music in town, so I've been kind of doing that, that kind of thing. So yeah, nothing, uh, nothing super exciting beer related. It's summertime, so you're, you know, we're hitting all the, all the fun summer beers that are coming out. Just the summer crushers. Sweet. Uh, speaking of which, for our commercial calibration today, we have uh, one of Bell's uh, summer 
um, seasonals. Uh, Bell's Oberon. It's always exciting when this one comes out. Um, I always like to cu- think of it as just the better Blue Moon. <laughs> yeah, I um, honestly like I'm I'm uh, I've been in the game long enough to remember when this beer came out. Um, and I I was digging through a box of pint glasses the other day, and I found uh, an Oberon pint glass that oh, said wow. summer of 2008. So You're yeah. an old man, Brian. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> yup. All right, well, let's get that going around the table, and while we're doing that, um, I'll read a little bit about the beer here. Uh, Oberon is a wheat ale that embodies everything we love about summer, brewed with just wheat malt, hops, water, and our signature house ale yeast. Oberon has a bright orange color and is citrusy, smooth, and refreshing. Um, It's a wheat beer, uh, 5.8%. They only run it during the summer, um, and that's kind of it. Like, original gravity, 1057 on this. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. By by running it during the summer, you mean March through September, and end of March through September isn't really. Well, Brian, would you like to talk about how you need to do a rollout in order to get summer beers out? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, our uh, our shandy was in the warehouse at the end of February, so I I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that like yeah, these summer beers for whatever reason like you know, and it's not. Not any different with Bell's Brewing out of Comstock, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, right off the bat, we just big, floofy white head. Yeah. That big wheat, wheat head, which is awesome. Sticking uh, around. Very clear, but like, yeah, very clear for a wheat beer. Yours looks... Mine has oh, some yeah. particulate in it. Yours does, too. Yeah, this is very, very clear. Not crystal clear, but very clear. Uh, aroma definitely um, just very very light, almost like doughy, doughy light uh, herbal earthy hops. You get a little bit of that like that orange spiciness, mm-hmm. orange spiciness. Yep. Mm. Um, man, mouthfeel. It has like just that that really good wheat like just kind of fills. Um, not effervescent, but doesn't feel heavy. Mm. Um, and I get like orange and like that characteristic like wheat breadiness. Um, and there's kind of a hard bitterness on the end. Definitely. Almost sharp. Yeah. Um, almost like firm. I don't remember it being this. Yeah. Firm. Yeah. I, I don't. I. <clears throat> I don't want to say unpleasant, but unexpected for sure. That's uh, borderline unpleasant. It's um I really I really do feel like the uninitiated or the blue moon drinker, if someone gave them a recommendation and said, Hey, this one's like that one, that they, they would not like they that. They would not like this. This beer is too hoppy, apparently. Yeah. Way very weird. Um yeah, I don't remember this like this super firm. Back end. I don't either. It's but like uh, so you you start. It's all summery. You're having a good time. You're uh, you're skipping through the citrus fields mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. kind of feel groves, citrus yeah. groves, whatever. Right, and then uh, you trip on a on an orange stick. I was just and uh, you slam into a wall. I was just picturing you skipping. It's, I skip. No, you don't. A frolic. No. Yeah, I do. 
You don't know. You don't know me. Frolic through fields all the time, I, man. I I do know you. I know you quite well. <laughs> Though right now, like you might be skipping and frolicking because you're, you're you're dating a gal and it's a new uh, a new deal. So there's probably all yeah. There's there's so much skipping and frolicking now. Holding hands. Oh, oh yeah. Gross. Yeah. Yuck. Holding hands so hard, Brian. <laughs> oh my God. Let me see the bruises on your hands. <laughs> anyway, by no means are we saying that this is not a fucking delicious beer. Uh, yeah. This, this is, you know, your typical Bells. Well, it's it's well good. Um, this is, so this is also warmer than mm-hmm. what, like, than we would usually drink yeah. it. Um, so it, it came out of the of cooler and I went into uh, a, a local bar and had yeah. lunch. And- Brian's order of operations is wrong. <laughs> because he passes a liquor store between where he had lunch and here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the hell I stopped at that one first. Either way, it's still delicious. Oh yeah, it's it's still good. Um it's, you know, it's afternoon. It's my first beer of the day. It's pretty good. Nice. Um Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we uh, should we talk I guess before so after that, commercial calibration. Um you guys will have seen this on uh, on Facebook or wherever, uh, but we are. Um, so this is this is coming out uh, first week in July, I think. Um, yeah, so this will be this will drop the fifth of July, and then uh, we are going to every other week for the summer. Um, well, through through October, just because of traveling, scheduling, things are insane at the brewery during the summer. Just oh. you get, you have events everywhere. It's a lot, and then between. All of the disc golf tournaments and archery shoots for me. It's, yep. uh, yeah. You know. So it's just, it's gotten really hard. And we've decided in order, like, instead of not doing anything, we'll back off. And then we're going to try to front load. Or we're, so we're basically, we're recording this mid-June. We're going to try to get up a bunch of stuff. So, like, if we can't record, we can't record. But, mm-hmm. and we can still get get all of this delightful beer stuff out to you guys. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that. I mean, or, you know, yell at us and call us names. We understand. We're just busy, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. All right, so now let's do a discussion topic. Uh, so I found this on Reddit, Ryan, and I was I was intrigued. And I've heard I've heard multiple, th- like, things about this before, but for whatever reason, this one got my, got my brain turning a little bit. Um, and it's like, so somebody asked a question, um, like, is there a way to... Like purge a fermenter in order to, um, like so, like when you're dry hopping to like minimize the amount of um, CO2 pickup, or I mean oxygen oh, pickup yeah, in the beer. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this person uh, responded with: Use rare earth magnets. Put your hops in a small bag with a magnet in the bag. Use a second magnet to hold the first one in place on top of the fermenter. Do this before you start fermentation. When it's time to dry hop, remove the magnets. On the outside, the bag falls in, hops go with it. You never have to open the fermenter to outside air. On the surface, this seems like a good idea. And then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, well, I feel like there could potentially be some issues here. Um, And, like, the first one I was thinking was, well, all right, so now you have exposed hops in, in a fermenter, like, for multiple days, potentially. Like, I mean, even, like... Like, if you're doing, like, a late-stage dry hop, it could be in there for, like, two weeks. Oh. Right? Yeah. Um, and so we have we have four things, like, so, like, your, your hops could start to stale. It was, it was my first thought. So there's four things that can cause hops to stale. Uh, heat, moisture, light, and oxygen. 
Light really isn't an issue, or at least shouldn't be for your fermenter. Not until it's isomerized. Well, no, but it, I mean, they, it should just never be exposed to any light inside of a well, fermenter, that, right? Yeah, that too. Um, but the so the heat and the heat and the oxygen little more um, like uh, maybe. So oxygen after the first couple of days should be out of the fermenter, right? Oh, like very quickly. The the headspace isn't. Yeah, it's yeah. not a crazy amount of headspace. And like, if if we're talking, I'm assuming like more basic homebrewers that don't really have like CO two to sit there and blanket it. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Um, yeah. So probably like if we're using like a bucket or a carboy. Yeah, and probably the reason why you might try this magnet thing. Which did we explain the magnet thing? Did you? Ex- yep. I'm sorry. Okay, yep. I, I was yep. sitting there thinking about like the four things here, but yeah, yep. heat, heat. So, um, 68 degrees is where hops start to de- degrade. So it really kind of depends on. It takes a pretty long time, though. Yep. Like you don't you want them in somewhere cold, but I mean, if they sit out for like a day okay. or so, eh. um, the big one that I'm that I that I think I'm mostly worried about is moisture. So you have this bag of hops sitting in your bucket or carboy, right? You have a vigorous fermentation going. Mm-hmm. How do you keep that bag dry? Oh, yeah, you're not. Well, you'd have to have a tremendous amount of headspace, and then that would. And then that would. Then now you have an oxygen issue. Yeah, I mean, like that's ultimately going to mess with it. Like even if you ha- if you had like a demi John, you'd almost have to have. CO2 to blanket it there. And I mean, I don't know how many times have you had a, a carboy that like the, the <sighs> Croizen didn't get right. Uh, so you'd have to account for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like that, so the moisture one I think is the biggest potential issue um, because it will, I mean, it'll immediately start degrading your hops. It could potentially allow um, mold and microorganisms to grow. Yep. Like you're, you're introducing a host of problems. Mm-hmm. But I, I think like, so I like the initial solution. I think we can over-engineer the shit out of it with a new segment I like to call Casey and Brian Overthink a Problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good segment. <laughs> right? So... My immediate thought was like I went like I, I went electronics because that's like small electronics is kind of where like where where I like to tootle around. Yeah, you I and like I to both actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I do a lot of kayaking. So with that, we have a lot of dry boxes and things like that. I'm like, well, I mean, a dry box is a fairly simple thing. Like you just need you have a seal and you have something that holds it. So I mean, you could you could eliminate uh, most of these problems with a sanitized dry box, right? How are you going to get the dry box in there? Are you you mount it to the lid. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you're you, talking about a big mouth bubbler though. A uh, big mouth bubbler or a bucket or oh, a bucket, okay. Um, or even a stainless, like you could, I mean, you could use this in stainless, you could do this anywhere. Like you have, so you could even use your magnets and like like magnet it to the top. Yeah. Um, and then you could have like a little either servo or, um, even like a, like a mechanical, some kind of mechanical latching mechanism, right. To like decouple it. Um, and so then your hops, like, you, and then if you if you purge this this box of CO two or nitrogen or whatever you want to use, then you now have, like your hops are in a sealed environment, in the fermenter, ready for you to just hit the little button and goes, 
and it drops your hops. Yeah, that's awesome. You just get a little single board computer and it, you know, it's the like code for opening and shutting or turning on or off of a servo is extremely easy. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm going to say this and I know people say this all the time. Like if you can do it, I can do it. But literally I know I can, I can put together and, and program single board, you know, SBC single board computers like Arduino or raspberry Pi. Um, if I can, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all that shit's on the internet. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's, it's, it's fairly simple. Um, and then, well, and then I'm like, well, but how do you make it better? Right. Cause now you have one, but like, what if you wanted to do a multi-stage dry hopping schedule? Mm-hmm. Like you wanted one at high Croizen and then you wanted like, you know, like one towards like the end of fermentation and then like maybe another one towards the end of fermentation. Like you just want to throw hops in this thing. Mm-hmm. Well now what if you have like multiple chambers in this thing and then just like, um, and so you, you build it up and there's like a little, like, uh, you, you wouldn't even need, uh, you would only need one sealed door. And you could use uh, basically drop gates to drop the chambers into like the the finishing chamber, and then like that would drop it into yeah, over engineered. Yeah, over engineered. And then oh, it gets better, Brian. It gets better. I didn't think you were gonna go this direction, but I like it. <laughs> it gets better. So now you you have this right. So all right. So now you're manually triggering all this. Manual tri- manually triggering stuff is for the birds. We yeah. want to automate our hobbies so we yeah. have more time for other hobbies. Yep. Because I don't know how many of you are out there like me and Brian, but all we do is collect hobbies. Yep. <laughs> I think we're really good at our hobbies, though. <laughs> I am, anyway. I'm aggressively mediocre at my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep collecting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then what you do is you, uh, you could... Um, add some Bluetooth or Wi-Fi connectivity and hook it up to um, your tilts or your other like connected brewing, brewing devices um, and set up an interface where when the gravity hits a certain amount or certain like say a certain percentage of what you believe terminal will be, um, then you could drop your like you, you could just set them up to drop or um, or you could do like day delays or things yep. like that. Um, and now you have automated your hopping schedule, and you are now making beer without actually having to do anything, except <laughs> over-engineering devices. Yep. <laughs> this is totally doable. I mean, it's basically Keurig, but better. <laughs> kinda? Yeah, not kinda. It is. It is, Brian. It is. Fine. All right, what would you add to my over-engineered solution? Or what would you, uh, what would, all right, I guess, what are the problems with it? I mean, the learning curve, learning um, a C plus kernel language. Oh, okay, well, all right. So say, say like, fully fully out of the box, I'm like, here, home brewer, here's the situation. Jeez. Uh, I mean, at, at bare minimum, there you will have to have some kind of Dev- electronic device interface. Mm-hmm. So if you're not comfortable with that, you're kind of hosed. Like whether it be an app or, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, and you, you've like being a consumer, 
I need I need to be walked through and have my hand held on a lot of stuff. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. So, you know, I mean, you're going to have to deal with some kind of interface. Do you think we're solving a problem that doesn't exist? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, so I guess it comes down to it is how, how much, like, cause we, and we've talked about this before on the show, like how much oxygen are we really um, adding to the beer when we dry hop? I don't really feel like it. I think I feel like it's negligible. I honestly, you, you just just get the CO two. You're better off investing in a CO two tank to purge the top, because this whole thing is all about what not exposing it to oxygen by mm-hmm. opening it up to dry hop. Yeah, just get a just get a CO two tank with a hose and blanket it. That's fine. I mean, yeah. Your hardware store solution yeah. might might be better and cheaper and easier to use. Yeah, if you want to be and- a lunatic and go to Micro Center <laughs> and prototype about a dozen different solutions, yeah. solder together for the hop gate, like <laughs> the hop gate. Yep, and then you market it to uh, new up and coming breweries. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, there is it's some scalable stuff you can do with your spare. And time. you could, I I got I have an addition for it, Brian. Let me know what you think. You uh you just dump all of your hops into it, and the like the little gates they just weigh out the amount that you want, and so you just leave it in there, and it's fine. That's doable too. It is all of that. This is all doable. Totally doable. <laughs> Like and between you and I, it could we could do it. But. Yeah, but it's uh, it's also kind of dumb. Yeah, also that it's also just very very dumb. Very um, I mean, but, but I mean, maybe somebody wants it. Bjorn. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to that new segment. I hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it wasn't a complete waste of your time because I really enjoyed coming up with That's it. It's a lot of. It's fun to think about it. It is. Um, yeah, so I guess going going back to the just the original thing, I know we've covered this before. Um, the magnets, I guess, don't do that. I, I, think, I honestly think that is going to do more harm than good. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, just because once those hops get wet, you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad time, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you could potentially run into issues of um, like if they all kind of get clumped in the bag, you're gonna have an issue where like the liquid's not gonna like penetrate. Yeah, you're not gonna your, get the surface area that you want. Coverage or yeah, surface area minimal. Um, yeah, man, maybe save those rare earth magnets. I the other thing I can think of that you can do with rare earth magnets is. Uh, it just it helps you uh, find the the stud in your home if you have lath lath and plaster lath and plaster. Oh, you can't use a stud finder. No. Oh no. Well, there's wood. It's wood. oh yeah, it's like this. So you're trying to find a tiny little nail. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm guessing you have experience with that recently. Yeah, you better believe. <laughs> having having bought a home in September, I have plenty of interesting. Should we start a different podcast? Anybody into that? New time homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I was trying to find a stud to hang um pegboard and uh um a like a uh, uh TV um an arm to hang the TV. I won't even call those. Yeah. So, I mean, did you, did you first, like when, when the stud finder kept going off, did you be like, Oh, 
hang on, I need just somebody else to hold this. Yeah. Like, it's my fault. <laughs> no, they actually make like a product that is like a deep stud finder. So oh, okay. it'll go past. Or you can use rare earth magnets. And if I could have found or would have found rare earth magnets, I would have just bought those because that sounds like a like a blast. Right. Well, so you also run into the issue with uh, rare earth magnets where you have the people who were trolls and just started putting random nails in places. Yeah. Um, and just left them there. I'm like, ah, they don't think there's a stud here. There's not. Do you do that? I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, there was there was something. Else. Oh, uh, also, uh, if you're uh, don't eat two rare earth magnets. One is fine. Two is no good. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you remember buckyballs? Um, like the little uh, magnetic rare, like they're like spherical rare earth magnets. Like they came in like a pack, and like they were just fun to play with. Okay. Yeah, they got recalled because if you eat more than one, uh, it will pinch your intestines together. Um, and call the, cause them to atrophy, and then you get very sick and possibly die. Sweet. Yeah, so don't do that. Buckyball. <laughs> Should we get out of here? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in two, two weeks. This is Enjoy your summer, y'all. Yeah. Uh, there's the outro. Or hopefully you have been enjoying right. your summer. If you guys have any questions, comments, show ideas, or to have you go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindninjastudios.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash blindninjastudios, or follow us on Instagram at blindninjastudios. And I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace.